party and welcome to a creepy special edition of That's Odd. I'm one of your hosts, the blood-curdling Johnny Townsend. And with me, as always, is the creep master himself. The master of the creep. That's what I'm trying- he's, he's creepy. That's what I'm getting at. His name is Chris Chavez. What's up, Chris? <laughs> What's up? Let's just do these voices forever. I'll read your whole story that way. It'll ruin it, but okay. Except I kind of sounded like the Budweiser guys. You did. (laughs) You did. (laughs) Not working. Didn't work. (laughs) We want to take people back to the year 2001 or whenever that was. (laughs) I don't remember when that was. but I'm taking you back to 2001. (laughs) Oh, man. This frogs are odd. So. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Uh, Chris, as of this recording today, uh, to let the listeners behind the scenes, it is the eve of Halloween. Ooh. That's right. The day before all the all the ghosts come out. The day before all the werewolves are howling at the moon. The day before all the vampires are getting ready to come out of their coffins for a a good night's uh, uh meal if you know what i'm saying as you're as you're ticking off all these monsters and, and and creatures in my head i see them like how i imagine a sports team is the night before the big game they're yeah. just pumping themselves up like wolfman's in the mirror you know brushing his hair back and he's like well this is their this. big night yeah you got this buddy you got this it's their big night. They gotta get they gotta get hyped up. This is this is their uh, World Series. <laughs> oh man, dude, I love Halloween. I think we've said it a few times on yeah. the show on the build up, but uh, it's it's finally here. Halloween's right around the corner. Literally, it's the next day. It's the I don't know if you know this or not, but it's the day. But like today's the day before the night that the ghosts get ready to go out and do their spook, their spooking of the kids. And it's the night before the uh, 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 the zombies uh, decide that they need to be out there walking and all dead like in that sort of state. You know, it's a crazy, creepy night. It's a night uh, that uh, Frankenstein his his monster comes to life. It's alive, Chris. It's alive. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are right, now. Um, I know you pretty well. I don't know how much the listeners know of you, but you're not a big horror movie fan, are you? No, no. It's really weird. Like, I, I really enjoy psychological creepy things, the things that make you think something's scary. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't like movies that are horror movies that are gory. Like, yeah. those, don't, those don't do anything for me, really. I like the ones that make you think, and what you think is almost always twice as scary as what it could really be. Well, for Halloween, what's your what's your go to must watch Halloween movie? Okay, I got a couple. All right, I, I hope <laughs> you're sitting down for these. I know one of them for sure. These are going to uh, scare your pants off. Uh, of course, one of them is Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I I have to watch that every year. Another one is, of course, Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest. I cannot go cannot go yeah. a year without watching Ernest Scared Stupid. And of course. I always, always have to watch the Garfield Halloween special because <laughs> I've loved that ever since I was a kid. And there's actually one part of that special. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not, Chris. Uh, it used to come on TV all the time, but now you have to look it up through YouTube or whatever. But it's there's one part where the Garfield and Odie, uh, they end up at this abandoned house. Well, I think it's abandoned, but there's just this one old man who's living there. 
And there's a scene where he's like screaming at him, and it's the scariest thing you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. So, those are my must watches, which I'm sure is the same as everybody else's. <laughs> what about I was you? Just gonna, I was just going to say, uh, because usually for ho- ho- uh, October, I try to do the 31 Days of Horror Challenge and watch horror movies every day. And I fell off some of them. So yesterday, um, my house is currently without heat. Our our, our heater went uh Kaput took a took a nosedive, and I have to get a new a whole new um, a new heater. But uh, so perfect timing. What's that? <laughs> the perfect timing. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Right <laughs> when it was, especially when it was just hitting in the 30s and 40s yesterday. Yep. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we 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 basically camped out on the couch all day. But I was going to say my whole day yesterday, basically two days before Halloween, was spent just watching horror movies from 7 a.m. to about 4 p.m. So. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for the Halloween times, man. I'm ready. I'm in. I'm in the Halloween spirit. I'm ready for some creepy stories, some odd tales, and yeah. some spooky, spooky things. That go now, I, I have a new tradition now, and that's to watch however many seasons of Stranger Things that are out every year. Oh man, I still yeah. have yet to watch the first season. Oh man, you're killing and- me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Like the goal was to try to get to them before the new season started, and it just yeah. didn't happen. Uh, so I, the way I look at it now, I can just kind of just binge straight straight through all. Of- you Is know it- what? In a way, in a way, I'm kind of jealous of that because I've already seen. I've literally watched the first season three times, and I'm about to start the fourth. And mm-hmm. I watched the new season that came out. It came out on Friday, and let's see, I was finished with the whole se- uh, season by oh yeah friday so <laughs> i'm kind of jealous in a way i would love to experience these for the first time again because i love it so much that's awesome yeah i'm looking forward to it i'll let you know what uh, after i do see them what i think about them all right sweet sweet but now chris this is a special edition of that sob because yes. like i said before this is the halloween edition <laughs> what was that ah it was it a garlic? I'm playing a vampire. Now, <laughs> I'm playing a ghost. <laughs> okay, we're really good at this. <laughs> we're very good professionals over here. In this edition of that's odd, we wanted to try to keep it sort of Halloweenish, don't you think? Yeah, I was gonna say my um, my story tonight is not really an odd tale. I think the end of this story, when I read it, took a twist, uh, but it wasn't really much odd. Uh, it's just kind of it. W- it would fit well in on history creeps, but. Since we're, so since we're doing a Halloween special and this took place on Halloween night, uh, I figured I was going to tell this one tonight. Okay, sweet. But we decided, and by we, I mean, I said, Chris, can I go first? That I would go first. <laughs> uh, Chris, it's like I said before, what a, when you think creepy and scary uh, in Halloween, what do you think? You think haunted houses? Haunted houses, costumes. Um, yes. Jack-o'-lanterns, the dark, candles, bats, candy. And, I, and also, you just expertly played the role of a ghost just seconds ago. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I, I practiced that. I can tell it. Sh- it truly shows. So I'm going to give us. I'm going to give us an historical, an awesome ghost tale. Ooh. I hope you're ready for this. So get a get the fires started. Not in your house outside. <laughs> uh, with marshmallows and. And be prepared for this amazing ghost story that I'm probably completely overselling. So here we go. (laughs) Bring it on. Uh, During his term in office from 1923 to 1929, Calvin Coolidge's First Lady Grace was acting what would seem, some would say, hysterical. 
What's wrong? She was asked. I, I saw him. I saw him looking out the window from the, from the Oval Office. You see, Grace Coolidge had seen a ghost in the White House. But not just any ghost, old dear listener. This was the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. And this was not the first time that this would happen. Well, Helmina, I'm probably pronouncing that terribly. <laughs> well, Helmina, Helena Pauline Maria, that's the full name, uh, became queen of the Netherlands at a very young age. She was only 10 when she was crowned. Hmm. And her reign lasted for uh, almost 60 years. In fact, she's the longest of any Dutch monarch. But Queen um, Wilhelmina was in her 60s when she visited the United States at around 1942. And of course, since she was a queen and this was a diplomatic visit, she got to stay at the White House. She was sound asleep during her White House visit when she heard this. Oh no, hopefully that worked. Chris, uh, put in a knock right there if you could. <laughs> and leave all this, uh, me telling you to do that too, because it really adds to it. And it was around midnight or so when she heard. So I'm sure that this was a surprise. And she got up to see who could possibly be at the door at this hour. She slowly opened the door. And there, looking back at her, was none other than Abraham Lincoln. She became so overwhelmed that it's that it's said that she fainted and passed out right then and there. Now we're going to fast forward again. Uh, I'm sure Chris and the listeners have heard of a certain uh, first lady by the name of Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she she may or may not be a well-known name in, histor- in history. One of my favorite first ladies. She, of course, as most of the uh, first ladies do, had her own maid. And this maid's name was Mary Eben. Mary Eben, one day, was just doing her job. And Chris, I'm sure you're well aware of this, and I'm... And, but I will say that we don't. We have listeners from all across the globe, and they may or may not realize how big the White House actually is. It's a really good sized house. It's a it's a mansion. Yes. So to, you can only imagine how much work it took to keep this place clean. The White House needed to be immaculate. They would always have visitors coming there. Uh, they would have all kinds of meetings there. So it was important for this place to look like it was in. Uh, tip-top shape. And it's during her cleaning when she happened to walk into a certain bedroom. And there, sitting on the bed, just putting on his shoes, sat Abraham Lincoln himself. Mary quickly fled from the room. During the 40s, a certain man by the name of, and you may or may not have heard of him, Winston Churchill. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, would come visit the White House. But there was one room that he absolutely hated 
to sleep in. And if I gave you a couple seconds, you could probably guess it was the Lincoln bedroom. But why is that? Well, you see, during one of his visits, he had just taken a nice, relaxing bath. Which I'm sure he really needed. <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but World War II was kind of a... Not to undersell it, but it was, you know, it had to be really taxing on a, a world leader at that time. I would, I think I read somewhere that he preferred baths over showers because he, didn't he say, why stand when you can sit? Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's a smart man, man. Just say. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when he walked out of the bathroom, it may add he was buck naked at this time. <laughs> nice. And he walked into the next room, the room that was adjacent to the bathroom. He promptly saw none other than Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln was leaning near the fireplace, just looking at the Prime Minister of Great Britain, who was red with embarrassment and, and a little fright. Wonder. So, so what the look on imagine. Lincoln's face was when he saw a naked <laughs> yeah. Churchill walk into yeah. the room. Mm, pardon me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, kibbles and bits are showing. Four score and oh! <laughs> <laughs> I see your four score and seven years ago is showing. <laughs> of course, uh, yeah, could you only imagine that? No. But one time, I mean, not only are you seeing, seeing a ghost in the first place, is one thing, but <laughs> also imagine that not only is this ghost, uh, you know, one of the most famous Americans ever, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, and then on top of that, imagine that, you know, you're you're naked. You're flashing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, everybody has those nightmares where you go to school uh, <laughs> yeah. and you're not wearing clothes for some reason, <laughs> and it's really embarrassing. They have but nightmares the- of being naked in school and nightmares of... Of seeing ghosts, never the two together. Yes, but let's put both of those <laughs> together, and let's top that and make the ghost Abraham Lincoln. And that's Lord. what happened to not just a random normal person, but Winston Churchill of all people. Oh wow! Churchill would later say that the the ghost of Lincoln would va- would actually just vanish right before his eyes. Wow! And one last one, uh, Marine Revel or Revel. I don't know how you want to pronounce that either way. R E V E double L. Got to stay often at the White House. A perk, if you will, of being Ronald Reagan's daughter. Hmm. During a stay one time, she said that she witnessed a red aura that resembled none other than Abraham Lincoln himself. But she wasn't scared. And she wasn't scared because, according to her, she would see him often. All the time. You see, Lincoln's ghost has been seen many, many times by many, many different people in the White House, especially the Lincoln bedroom, uh, from all types of people, everybody from the maid to Winston Churchill. And he is considered one of America's most famous ghosts. And if you could imagine, uh, I can't remember which president it was. It was one of the later ones, but... Uh, he said that he uh, really believed that the White House was haunted, not just by Abraham Lincoln, but by other presidents as well. And he would actually leave uh, the doors unlocked so that they uh, they could go about their business as they wanted to. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. 
So I love ghost stories. Um, I'm a believer in ghosts, so I think that'd be. The thing is, is though, I never know how I think I would. I'm like, I think to myself, oh, it'd be so awesome to see a ghost, right? But then when like it's in that moment and it's dark and you're completely just, you know, like what it's like to get that shocked, startled, like when somebody pops up and you weren't expecting it. Yes. You know what I mean? Now add to the fact that the thing is there and then disappears. Like, forget that. Yeah. It's, I've never actually seen a, a ghost, but I, I'm like you. I know. I bet a lot of people think if you listen to the show that I'm sort of skeptical and I, I think <laughs> I am in a way, but it's not that I don't want to believe, though. It's a healthy amount of skepticism. Yeah. Like, I think it's more important to go into something trying to debunk it. That way, if you can't, then it's even more believable to me. Yeah. Uh, but I've had a couple experiences where, even though I didn't see anything, they were very strange. So, I'm with you on this. Nice. I don't know how I would react if I actually saw one form in front of me, though. I'd probably freak out a little bit. I wonder when's the last time the, the Lincoln ghost was seen. Like, when was the very last sighting of it? Uh I don't do know. know. There's there's all kinds of sightings of him. I mean, it happens all the time. Uh, I just wanted to pick out some of the more famous ones, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when the last one was. I mean, there's all kinds of... Like, I got all this information off of uh, the History Channel and National Geographic, so it's a pretty uh, famous thing. I'd be interested also to see, has anybody captured any kind of uh, photographic, any kind of image, you know what I mean? It'd be interesting. Well, uh, there is a famous one that Mary Todd, his wife, had one time where she had a picture taken after his uh, assassination, but when the picture was developed, Lincoln was standing behind her, even though he wasn't there to begin with. Oh, really? That's a really famous photograph, but a lot of people say that one's fake. She was, uh, uh, during their president, during his presidency, not only was the Civil War going on, but he would lose a couple children, too, that would die. And uh, that really set Mary Todd off, who some say was mentally unstable to begin with. And she would have seances and stuff in the White House. Oh, I knew about that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's... uh, I think it's very believable to believe that the White House would be haunted at some point. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's been around for as long as it has, and so many different energies have gone through. I believe there's got to be stuff in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool, cool. Uh, mine's not so much a ghost. Now I wish I would have come with some sort of ghost story or something more, you know. know. When, well, I promise that no matter what yours is, I'll just do <laughs> in between it. Yeah, this is uh, this is a little bit more disturbing. I always say, like, uh, we were just talking about horror movies and how, like, you're not a fan of any of the slashers. Um, and I, I we just had a conversation uh, a week ago or so about this. Uh, me and a couple people were talking about horror movies and how, like, if you think about it, some of the things that actually happen in real life are so much more horrific than any movie could ever portray. Do you know what I mean? Agreed 100%. Our very first episode was on the uh, Amityville Horror House. Oh, yeah. And what actually happened there that's completely true and historical fact is way more, to me, uh, disturbing than the ghost stuff. Yeah, and there was there's actually a story that was somewhat uh, akin to that one that I will be bringing up in a future episode of That's Odd. But tonight, we're going to go back to 1957. Um, I'm getting this off of, you, you know those uh, those website, that website, Listverse? 
Yes, uh, it's a favorite of mine. Oh yeah, they like put it. up all kinds of stuff, you know, and a lot of times it's it's these true stories or or you know, and you and you look into all the and they, I like the way they have links throughout the articles. When you click it, it takes you to an actual news article. Yes. Uh, in this one, this one's written by Eli Nixon a couple years ago. But tonight, I'm going to talk about uh, the tragic, tragic end uh, and weird twist of the Peter Fabiano story. Ooh, oh, he has great eggs. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. So Peter and Betty Fabiano were just getting ready for bed when they heard the doorbell ring on October 31st, 1957. Ding dong. It was after 11 p.m., a little late for trick-or-treaters, but Peter reluctantly headed downstairs and grabbed the candy bowl. It Ding was, dong. It was Halloween. What was one more kid? But when he opened the door... Peter got the shock of his life. On his doorstep stood a grown woman in blue jeans and a cheap mask, pointing the bottom of a paper bag at his chest. Upstairs, Betty Fabiano heard a loud pop, then the screech of tires as a car sped off outside. Racing downstairs, she found her husband on the floor in front of the open door, gasping for breath, blood pouring from a gaping wound in his chest. He was dead before they reached the hospital. Police were mystified. Peter Fabiano worked as a hairdresser in the San Fernando Valley. He had no enemies, at least none who would want to kill him. But the deeper they looked into the crime, the more twisted it all seemed. Two weeks after the cold-blooded killing, police arrested Joan Rabel, a 40-year-old who had once been employed at one of Peter's salons. And for some reason, she was lying about being out the night of Peter's death. But not all liars moonlight as killers, and the cops had to let Joan go for lack of evidence. Then, a month later, an anonymous caller redirected police to a rented locker in an area department store. Instead, inside, they found a thirty-eight revolver, which ballistics matched to the bullet that had been found lodged under Peter Fabiano's heart. The locker wasn't rented by Joan Rabel, however. It belonged to a woman named Golden Pizer. I'm going to call her Goldie, uh, who worked at a local children's hospital and had no connections with the Fabiano family at all. The clues were there, but none of them made sense. <laughs> Until Goldie began to confess. You see, Goldie and Joan, it turned out, were lovers. For months, Joan had told her about a man named Peter Fabiano, whom she called, quote, evil and vile. Dro Joan regaled Goldie with sickening stories of Fabiano the, and the way he abused his wife. And before long, Goldie began to hate this man she had never met. She agreed to help Joan kill him. With Joan's money, Goldie bought a gun. Joan drove to Faber's, uh, Faber's house, and Goldie, shaking so hard, uh, so hard she had to use both hands to steady the revolver, put a bullet in Peter Fabiano's chest when he opened the door to give her a piece of candy. I said Faber, I meant Fabiano. Uh, but why would Joan spend months seeding this idea of hate in Pizer's head? Now, before I move on and tell you what the reasoning here is, um, I know you say you don't watch many horror movies, but have you ever heard of the movie The Strangers uh, with Liz Tyler or Liv yeah. Tyler? I think so. Do you know the idea behind this film? Uh, 
not really. Basically, her and her boyfriend or fiance or whatever uh, are in this house that's ba- it's kind of like out in the middle of a nowhere kind of a thing. You know what I mean? And he has to go. To, he's got to go to the store for something at night. I think I think he's going to get something to drink. I can't remember what it is. But he leaves her alone, and all of a sudden, there's people messing with her. Like she sees them, she looks out the window, and it's nighttime. She sees them standing out in the distance along the tree line, right? Just standing and staring at the house. And she starts to freak out. She moves away, comes back, they're gone. You know, then there's knocking on the door, and she goes and checks, and there's no one there. So basically, they just start to torment her. It's about three people. They end up getting in the house. Uh, you know, the the boyfriend, husband, kids home, and they attack both of them. Uh, it's real brutal and just freaking crazy. But at the very end. This is the scariest thing. At the very end, she looks at at these people as, as they're like standing in front of her, taking their masks off, and they're just stabbing at her and cutting at her. And she just says, why? Why do you do this? Why? And do you know what the answer was? What's that? Because you're home. Now, that's what I mean when I say it's it's creepy. It's it's like you in real life, it's messed up, right? Correct. So why would Joan spend months seeding this idea of hate in Goldie's head? Simply put, Joan had been sleeping with Peter's wife. And it seems she just wanted to get him out of the way. After, at the trials, Joan pleaded not guilty and Goldie pleaded insanity. Both agreed to a plea deal for second degree murder and life in prison. Uh, the more I read into this, it looks like what had happened was uh, Peter Fabiano and his wife had been having marital problems. They did a rough patch in which they decided to separate for a little bit. They didn't divorce. They separated. And she ended up moving in with this lady, Joan, uh, and kind of bunking with her for a little bit. They got close. Uh, one thing led to another. And he did not like that. When he found out, he told her you know, he wanted to try to give their marriage a go again and, and had her move back in. And under one condition... Uh, she could come back and that he would do anything he could to, to work it out with her, but she could not talk to Joan anymore. She could have no relationship whatsoever, and that's what sent Joan over the edge. And the scary thing is, man, like think about this. This isn't like somebody that's, uh, you know, going around killing any, any everyone or, you know, a serial killer. This is somebody who got into a relationship, was spurned. And instead of like what normal people do, maybe they're upset and they and they get you know they're they they are depressed for a little bit or they're angry for a little bit. Usually, you move on. Yeah, eat a eat a whole pint of ice cream and then get over it. <laughs> exactly. Sit down yeah. to Strangers Stranger Things season two. You know, blast yeah. blast through some Ben and Jerry's and you're good, right? Yeah, that's right. But there's those people that, and you'll never know who they are, right? It's you could never tell what it is that would set someone off. But think about that. How many times do you think in your entire life you've done something that has upset someone? I bet more than I realize. And how scary is it to know that it's it's literally a, 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 just that that fraction of a second of a decision that stops them from actually ending your life. I bet my constant uh, mispronunciation uh, of words, like the, that one right there, is driving some uh, some uh, English major mad, and they're just plotting my demise on a daily basis. Oh my god! It's that to me. That's seriously scary. Like humans in real life are probably the the most scariest creatures there are. That and like you know, it'll easily dwarf any monster that our imaginations could come up with. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Uh, some of the, to me, some of the worst monsters are humans. 
Yeah, for sure. That was uh, yeah. so 60 years ago, 1957, that happened. Um, tomorrow night, 60 years ago, tomorrow night, Peter Fabiano died because some woman just decided, you know what? I'm not happy that this this other woman went back to her husband. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to have him killed. Yeah, you. Uh, but she let the wife live, right? Yeah, she let the wife live. That's the crazy thing. And, and she didn't even do it. She, she, you know, she got somebody worked up so much that this person went off and, and shot and killed this guy. I don't know, man. It to me, that's that's creepy. That's scary. Um, you never know. You really never know. And you, we see it every day. I mean, we're surrounded by twenty-four hours news cycle, so you do. You see it all the time. How somebody goes crazy and and, and murders or or goes. Uh, insane and you know shoots up half of a school or it's 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 in our faces all the time you just don't ever realize really how easily it could happen to you or to someone you know that's right yeah that's why i will never step foot on any uh premises that you have to pronounce words correctly (laughs) because uh, i'm sure i would be the first to go (laughs) it's coming after you man i saw this i can't remember this is sort of related to this i saw i can't remember what it's called it's coming out on uh, either Hulu or or something like that, and the the basis of the show is that uh, like as we're, it's, it takes place in the future, and in order to keep humanity at a certain level, uh, you're required to take a test at some point in your life, and if your IQ isn't graded at this precise level, I don't remember what it is. Uh, that then you're killed. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is crazy, man. So that kind of reminded me of that for some weird, odd, strange reason. <laughs> that, but, for some odd reason. Yeah. For some really odd reason. That's odd. Um, so there you have it, man. One ghost story, one Halloween tragedy. Yeah. So listen to these tomorrow while you're uh, giving out the tricks and the treats to the kitties. The sneakers bars, the uh, Reese's Pieces, the uh, Three Musketeers, the uh, Starburst. And remember, it's not all light and happy. Remember, in those shadows, in the darkest places, true evil does lurk. And (laughs) M&Ms. So, a peanut if it's for me, please. Awesome. While you're handing out candy, make sure you're, uh, you're listening to this podcast. And when this one ends... Go ahead and head over to my network, BICBP-radio.com. Check out my other podcast, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. That's a good idea, Chris. I really like to know about comic book stuff, and that's the place to go. Exactly. BICBP-radio.com. You'll find that show. <laughs> you as can well, tell how to react. I can tell. As, <laughs> as well as a number of other entertaining uh, podcasts. Check them out. When you find something you like, head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you... Subscribe, comment, rate. Let us know how we're doing. The ratings are important, man. History creeps. Head over to iTunes and make sure you give us five-star ratings. The higher the ratings, the higher they put us on these search lists. I believe that's how it works, right? Yeah, iTunes is really weird with that. It's got to be that way. The more reviews and stuff that a show gets, the more visible they become on iTunes pretty much. Yes, sir. I'm looking to get us on Google Play as well here in the very near future. Uh, In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook, History Creeps. And we're also on uh, Instagram at History Creeps. Um, and in the very, very near future, uh, the network will have a YouTube page. 
uh, a YouTube channel, and so will History Creeps. I'm going to go ahead and get us a YouTube channel. A lot of our, our podcasts will be put up there uh, and some of these That's Odd episodes as well. So look forward to that in the near coming future. Johnny, that's all I've got, my friend. Take it out. Well, you're not done yet. Uh, I'm going to mention Ooh. my show, and I want you to oh. act like it's the greatest thing ever. So here, Well, what like show is that? Oh, that show, of course, is found on this very same network, as well as on iTunes and Stitcher. And that show is Retro Blist. Oh, my God. I love that show. I freaking love it. You're making me cry over here. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> It's a show about old school video games like your Nintendos to your Super Nintendos to your Sega Genesis uh, up to the year around 2000. So we get up to the PS1s. Uh, come join us. We have fun. Me and my buddy Trevor talk about the old school video games. It's a good time and uh, we are <laughs> not experts, but we pretend to be. So it's a good listen. It's on the same network as well as iTunes and Stitcher. We have a Facebook page, which is just at RetroBlist. We also have an Instagram, which is at RetroBliss, that Trevor updates pretty much on a daily basis. Also, my art is at JohnnyIsin28. I do art. Uh, so come, you know, buy my art, I guess. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'd appreciate it. Uh, Chris is just as enthusiastic about my art <laughs> as he is about my podcast. So, <laughs> so, as always, we hope everybody out there listening, not only do we thank you for doing so, but also have a, an awesome and fun and safe Halloween. Definitely. And remember, get out there, trick or treat, get your candy. And before you take us out, Johnny, um, I do have to mention as we're recording, it is it's getting dark outside. It's pretty dark. I've been staring at my wind out my window, uh, and I'm wondering. There is a guy. I'm on the second floor, and I'm looking down across the street. Uh, mm -hmm. And as the sun's going down in the twilight, there's this guy. He's just standing next to a tree. He's literally right. standing there, uh, mm -hmm. and he's just staring at my house. I have no right. clue what he's doing. Uh -huh. um, so as you take people out, I'm going to go downstairs and see what's happening and uh, hopefully uh, not die. Okay, well, that'd be great if you didn't. Uh, I kind of need you to put my other shows out. Um, also, you know, whatever, friendship, something like that. Uh, as always, guys, while you're out there, and ladies, tricking and a-treating, uh, remember to, of course, also... Stay odd and stay alive, Chris. The guy outside is me. What a twist. <laughs>